Welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 17. Uh, this one's a bit exciting because we finally got a big patch out, so there's a lot to talk about. Um, Chase, I'm assuming you got a drink in hand. You want to tell us what it is? Absolutely. You know, uh, last week I was saying that we have a little bit too many craft beers on, on the podcast, and, you know, I, I like to keep it simple sometimes. Well, um, this is not one of those times. And so I, I decided to go pick myself up a bunch of more craft beers. And right now I'm drinking, you know, another backcountry brewing uh, called Might As Well Go For A Soda. And it is a cherry cola sour. Um, and it's pretty damn good. You buy yeah. the last pack at the store? There wasn't a pack of it. It was just like a, a single solo? can. Okay, because yeah. I didn't see any. I looked for the backcountry sour. No, the, they were they were the sour. You know, they have a new sour cabinet. It's like the second yeah. one over. Yeah, it's very bottom row. I looked in there. The, the only dude two had to point it out the for me. The only one that I saw was the backcountry pool uh, pool shower and the uh, the weather is weather. I didn't see that one there. I guarantee you that it was there, and you probably huh. just missed it. Just missed um, it huh. because. They like I asked the dude. He like came up to me in the store immediately. He was like, "Oh my god! Like, what are you? What are you in for? What are you looking for? Like, what can I help you with?" Um, and I was like, "What's new? I'm on a sour." Yeah. And he was like, "This one, this one, this one, and this one came in yesterday." So hmm. I grabbed one of each. Nice, <laughs> cool. All righty. Well, Hunter, what do you got? Well, I don't have a particularly exciting drink today, just because I've had a form of this on the podcast before. But I'm back on the Drum Shambo uh, Gunpowder Irish Gin. Uh, this time, though, I'm just drinking it on the rocks. So instead of with the tonic previously, I'll be able to get the full experience. And so far, I find it to be a very easy drinking gin on the fact that because of the fact that it does have that nice tea flavor and it's a a couple percentage points lower alcohol percentage than. Do you mind uh, holding that bottle up to the cam again? Decide. I just want to get a better look at the label. <laughs> yes. Nice. Cool. <laughs> Once again, um, all those video podcasters who don't exist are extremely happy right now. <laughs> Podcast listeners. Uh, alrighty. Well, I am drinking an audio video disco. Oh, so baby! It's cold IPA. I don't know what no, that, that means. That's what we're currently but... doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, and you guys know what a cold IPA is? Because as far as I'm concerned, almost I mean, all of my IPAs are cold. Because I take them out of a fridge. Free beer, cold beer, my beer. Yeah, and this I, is I have, two of those three. I have two different, uh, <laughs> I have two different <laughs> ideas on uh, what that could mean. One is maybe there's a brewing technique at which there's more cold than usual, and then the other one is that uh, one of the first people I spoke to, who's a real craft beer enthusiast, said that. If you if you're drinking a really quality beer, ideally you want it like cellar cool, like slightly below room temperature, not like in the fridge cool. So maybe the distinction is this IPA is supposed to be enjoyed at maximum mm. coolness for whatever reason versus like cellar cool. Those are my two ideas. I don't know if either of them are correct. Either way, it's pretty high on the IBUs. Uh, See, I, I think in their boiling process, they actually boiled it at a lower temperature. Mm. Ooh. That would be along the lines of what I was thinking of. Yeah, I was just making a joke because I was thinking that that probably wouldn't be possible unless you were to add some weird additions that yeah, made the that the lowered the point. boiling point or just did it. But under pressure, less pressure under vacuum. Yeah, under vacuum. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. they just got real wacky with it, and then in the middle of boiling it, 
they just dumped liquid nitrogen into it and froze it and then defrosted it and then that's the IPA. So I kind of like the idea of them doing it under vacuum too, though. Maybe vacuum plus liquid nitrogen. You this gotta was get brewed the in space in there somewhere with liquid <laughs> yeah. nitrogen. <laughs> yes, yes. Side note: Have either of you guys ever had liquid nitrogen made ice cream? Yeah, I have. That is so good. It tastes like so had, like um, light and fluffy. You ever had marshmallows uh, that are been like dipped in liquid uh, nitrogen? That sounds. What does it do to them? That sounds very interesting. Uh, it, it, it gives it a really interesting, unique like texture. Um, I, I, it's super hard to explain, but we used to do that in like our middle school science class a lot. I, I gotta get myself some liquid nitrogen ASAP. That sounds amazing. <laughs> That's like the opposite of a s'more. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Next time on the podcast, I will be drinking straight uh, liquid nitrogen with some marshmallows to go with it. So stay tuned <laughs> for that. All right. At any rate, so uh, apparently some stuff happened in Val this week. Um. What's that? Yeah, I don't know. Something about some things are different. Couldn't Perhaps. tell you what exactly, yeah. but like supposedly some things are now changed. Uh, what do we? What do we want to talk about first here? I mean, I think the ascent changes are really the biggest deal of the entire patch. Like, I mean, just the <laughs> ability, just the, orb? <laughs> the ability to get the orb from the lower box oh, baby. has completely changed the meta on ascent. Like. God, the farming is incredible. Yeah, it's it's really interesting that they decided to shift to have another map besides Fracture that's heavily attacker-sided because it's much easier for attackers to get that orb now. So having two maps that the attackers almost always win, uh, that's really an interesting meta shift. Yeah, I mean, and I gotta say, with all the Phoenix that people are running, like, it's so easy to get your alt up um, and just burst onto site. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, don't get me started on the Phoenix buffs in this patch. They were crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's running against Phoenixes in comp has been extremely oppressive. They need to do something about that. Alrighty, well, in all seriousness, let's uh, let's kick off with the controllers here. Um, Sounds good. Good riddance to Astra. Uh, yes. yes. Is that, that's let's what go. you think, yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, These I mean, are okay, obviously, not going to lie, Astra doesn't affect me and my own games too much, because, you know, we suck, and we don't play against. And so does she, quite literally. <laughs> yes, but, but like, slightly less now. Yeah, um, we don't play yep. against good Astras, and most people don't even bother picking Astra at RUO. I think she quite literally had a lower pick rate than Brim did pre any changes. Although that's not really saying much, because Brim is all, 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 uh, has always been picked a decent amount at RUO. Hmm. Though he's yeah, been just because not that Brim awesome is like the easiest controller to, to yeah. master, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, between Brim and Omen. Um. So, I I'm just saying I think it's going to be great. Now, obviously, I'm going to have to still watch like pro games for the next three weeks, at least for NA, um, before any of these Astro changes will take place there. Um. But once those once those pro games go to playoffs, I believe they will be playing on the new patch meaning Astro will no longer be as oppressive, and I'm excited to see that for pro games. Yeah, as the actual fun. Challengers Finals. Yeah, is that what it's called? I'm bad with the names of stuff. Yeah, um, so after group stages, I think you go to Challengers Finals, uh, mm-hmm. which qualifies you for Masters 1. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to see my 100 Thieves in the uh, 
Challengers Finals is going to be epic. Yeah, which which ones? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. You put a joke on top of my joke. I love it. Okay. So oh, wait, wait, wait. Talking about Astro still though is like mm-hmm. yes, I obviously we were talking a couple of episodes ago about how fucking broken Astra is and how like what we thought were would be the best nerfs for her. Um these we like these nerfs that actually came into effect, I think are very different than what we were talking about, but kind of accomplish a similar goal. Um Do you remember what we exactly said? I don't remember what you said at all, but I kind of remember my point, so Okay. <laughs> what was your point? I mean it was more memorable, so yeah, um this is but a better yeah, to, to be honest. Typically they are. Um <laughs> I don't remember either. <laughs> yeah, I I, re- I really just don't remember. Um, yeah. But I I remember me saying that I I thought that Astra should just not be able to pick up her stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so effectively, like they didn't go that far. Um, yeah. But they increased the cooldowns significantly in like once you pick up a star in order to place them back down. So it's not like you can quickly reposition as you can now where. You know, they didn't push your site. I'm going to wait. For, was it 14 seconds before? It was 14 yep. seconds. I believe it is now 25. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it can take you 14 right seconds to get to the other side anyway, and you can, you know, you can use your utility once you're there. But well, now the, 25 seconds is a long-ass time. Yeah. I, I think yeah. the really big thing was, so long as she had some stars in her pocket, her picking up the stars and having that 14-second cooldown wasn't a big deal because during those 14 seconds, she can still use the stars that she had already, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, like if she, you, she had some banked. Stars. Yeah. Whereas now, the even if you've got, say, okay, say you use two right off the bat, right? Or you place two right off the bat. Uh, now that you only have four as well. So let's just assume you put one at, like, each site. Um, the enemy team's pushing B. She pops that star, and then she recalls the other one, uh, and then she's gonna like probably use two stars to either slow the push or um, or like initiate a retake. Uh, so now you've only got that one star left that's on that twenty-five second cooldown, which I think is actually, you know, very reasonable versus before where it was just fourteen seconds. Like the amount of time it takes you to figure out what you want to do with those two stars in your pocket the 14 seconds is almost up and then you got that star back ready to go. Yeah. And I mean, the same thing with, with like reducing the number of stars she had from five to four is that it's really putting an emphasis on when you place a star down, that's where you probably should deploy it for the most utility. Right. So it's putting emphasis on, you can't just recall the star or you can't just, um, you know, just take it back, use it somewhere else. If it, if it wasn't useful where you put it, you have to be a lot more thoughtful about where you want to put it. And, you know, if you have to take it back, then you're not going to be able to use that for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And with the, I I agree with what you guys are saying that with the star reduction plus the cooldown reduction, you can't just, you know, realistically, if you're on offense and you're taking a site, three stars is more than enough to uh, put down the smokes. Maybe you have two smokes and a suck or three smokes. You can put, use the, you used to be able to use another three smokes. That's correct because of the cooldown. Yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, you can tell how much I play Astra. So yeah, you 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 might 
before do two smokes and a suck and then use the other two uh, stars purely to fake out the other team on the other side. And now the combination of those two things means that like, you know, you might not even put one star on the other site to fake because now it's going to be a while until you have your last star back. And, um, you know, the one star is not necessarily an effective fake if they see you've got three stars down on the other site. So I, I think reducing that ability of hers is really nice. Yeah. I and mean, also the I mean, another big nerf is the consecutive cooldowns of her smokes instead of simultaneous. Right. So previously, if you threw out two smokes, you could pick them up. And then they would both be on their cooldown, or like Same you wouldn't. Pick, yeah, if you oh. threw out two smokes, the ability to throw and to like use another star as a smoke would be on. I'm I'm not sure how long the cooldown is. Thirty seconds, something like that. Um, I think it's. I think it, was it went. 50, it went I from. Think... It went from fourteen to twenty-five. I'm looking. Yeah, at that. I was going to no, say because I think this is theory, this is Astra... not picking up stars. This you know, this is... is the nebula. It says yeah, nebula yeah, yeah. cooldown okay. increased yeah. from fourteen I, to twenty-five. I was under the okay. impression pre nerf Astra was able to say she wanted to just smoke off let's call it B garage as soon as one smoke goes down she would have her smoke cooldown back up to smoke that again I was under the impression that like she could theoretically use all five stars on one place and just keep that smoked for that full duration of whatever 15 times 5 is possibly yeah so well that would still oh maybe not because of the increased uh cooldown time but that doesn't have anything to do with the simultaneous versus consecutive um okay sorry well, let me rephrase she could choose two places and then as soon as both of those smokes drop she could pop two smokes in those exact two places again yes and now she cannot do that yeah, yeah now she right can. is she could only choose one because one would have just started its cooldown well also she can't even do that because after her smoke fades there's still 10 seconds left before that cooldown's up. Right. 15 yep. seconds? Yeah, because I think it went from... I think it went from 14 25. to 15. Sorry, for, sorry. For, <laughs> it no, the duration of the smokes. The duration oh, of the, the smokes. The duration. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't know what the duration seconds. of the smokes Okay. Uh, I'm fairly confident they're 15 second duration. The question is, though, does she save 15% or more on car insurance when she uh, pops her smoke? Sorry, is there a Geico reference here that I'm missing? Yes. Or? Yes, okay, yes. Cool. That is the reference. Cool. What do you okay. mean you were missing? You correctly identified. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it was. I, I was just missing the connection to whatever we were just talking oh, okay. about. The real question there, is: there how much any. money did we get paid by Geico to include that in this podcast? And why oh. is the answer zero? Uh, it, it's a hefty sum. It's just that I'm pocketing all of it. <laughs> don't worry. Don't yeah, worry. our our editor has been embezzling. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely, very much so. <laughs> Okay, where okay. were we? Long cooldown. Um, <laughs> yeah, sequential versus basically it's a lot harder for her to just keep areas smoked now because yeah. of the... Yeah, I mean, um, you can pop two smokes at, at once immediately, but then you're only going to yeah. have one smoke up at a time for the rest of the round, basically, unless you, you know, save him that long. Because you would have to wait for both cooldowns right, like, right consecutively right. to go through to be able to put place two more out simultaneously. That's... That's almost a full minute. I mean, yeah. what are the odds the round goes on that long? Yeah, it's not it's not likely. So it's mm-hmm. I mean the the cooldown does start as soon as you pop that smoke. So yeah. the 15 oh, seconds point. the smoke yeah. is active yeah, 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 yeah. or okay, is part of that. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I'm being stupid. You're right. 
But most um, likely you're going to need to use one before then. You just couldn't use two and then two, basically. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's... Like, obviously that's a nerf. I don't think that's the most consequential, them being consecutive instead of simultaneous. Um, like, they're... Hunter, uh, since you got the patch notes open, do you mind telling me how much the, the suck and stun cooldowns got increased by? They were also Everything. increased to 25, I think. Yep, Nova Pulse cooldown increased from 25 to 45. And the Gravity Well mm. cooldown increased from 25 to 45. Yeah. So those okay. were actually significantly more than the smoke and were pushed even higher. And also so the Gravity Well size huge. decreased as well. Yeah, that's huge. That's massive, yep. yeah. The biggest um, thing for the suck, which we were saying is the best piece of utility in the game. Um, I mean, you could see an Aster use a suck three times in a round almost. Yeah. yeah. In in pre previous yeah to this yeah I mean a cooldown of twenty five seconds yeah that's uh yeah three times in a round like yeah, you would see it kind of often because it's such a good utility they could save a star for that yeah. um yeah and... an attack an immediate suck after the round starts is not uncommon and then you could use it two more times yeah um okay one of the one of the things though that they that they did include as a nerf that I think is overkill and that they should revert is the fact that the the suck and more importantly the concuss don't function below the level in which that star was placed anymore. Okay, so this is Okay, I I might just be wrong about the wording of this, mm -hmm. but I believe the wording was do not affect enemies entirely below. Yeah, yeah, so that implies if the star is okay, above your head. Yeah, if the star height was at say my nipples, or it would the still go. Nipples, it would still function. But if it was above their head, it wouldn't. And the reason why I think that that should be reverted is because currently there are now certain places where you just can't get an Astra stun or an Astra suck. For example, on Fracture A site, underneath, how do you place a star there? Because if I click on that area, that star ends up up top. I mean, same with like a brim smoke. Sure. Like that that's just a feature of the map, I think. You can't place some utility down there. Okay, but like I don't I, I think it's entirely reasonable for Astra to be able to stun or suck that area underneath that platform. Same with like hell. No, I don't, I don't think, think that I I I completely disagree. She should not be able to do heaven and yeah. hell simultaneously with one utility. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and what's what's worse about it is that you can't even see the star if you're in hell. So yeah, like you, you don't no, even know it's no there. No counterplay to that. Yeah, like the only way that there's any form of counterplay is if you're in hell while she places it, and you identify that it's coming that it's okay. being placed. And I you. think perhaps they should add in a UI thing to enable her to place that star. To choose to place that star in hell instead of heaven, that would have yeah, to I be feel some like you sort of like add omen. in a UI thing. Like that's not just a little. Oh, let's flip the on switch for this UI element. Like that completely changes how she'd be able to use her astral form to be able to have, you know, the Z uh, dimensionality to it. Like that's a pretty significant change that I don't think they want to make. Sorry, what's Z? You know, X Y Z. Oh, X Y and Z. He's making a joke about being yeah. in Canada, Hunter. He's freaking Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
yes, I understand that it might be difficult UI wise, but like, okay. And now my initial thought process, that's not like a, a quick revert to the old way it used to be. Like what it's never been like that. Yeah. Like I, I understand. I just feel like that is one of the nerfs that I don't necessarily fully agree with. But I'm saying that it's never been like what you're, what you're describing. But she used to be able to concuss hell. She used to be able to Nova or gravity. Well, hell. No, it, she used to be able to do like on boxes that were slightly above your head that might still suck you in, but not from heaven and hell simultaneously. She's never been able to do that. Really? I thought to my knowledge, this is. I thought this is specifically what it's saying. It's fixing. I, I don't. Okay, I, I don't I, know. I've never been. I've never I, been stuck in the, hell. I think the direct one weird. that this nerf is trying to counter is on ascent B site when they put it on top of those boxes. Like the green radionite boxes on B-side. yeah, that's exactly the kind I of situation that's trying to prevent. Specific one that they're trying to prevent. Yeah. Um. But I think that like, I think this only affects that, and I, I mean, sure, I might be wrong, but I, I think that this only affects that kind of play. Okay, but then I don't think they've ever. I don't think she's ever been able to like say Haven, um, A site. Put a star okay, in well, heaven that, and that, do that, heaven that, and hell. That's a huge vertical distance. I was thinking more along the the lines of like ascent hell. On I A-site. think like ascent a site hell. She used to be able to concuss or suck people out of from heaven. I, I I guess I don't play Astra, so I don't know. I feel like you might need line of sight or something. I don't know. That just seems insane, and like I, I have not like... seen it enough to have it be a thing. I feel like we perhaps should move on from this point because none of us knows what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. None of us have like ever played Astra, so yeah. this is really difficult. Okay, I um, think, right. So either way, Cass thinks it's too big of a nerf. Cass thinks she needs flexibility to hit places she that are underneath of other things. But yeah, Cass, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of people have been talking about how overall that this has completely deleted Astra, right? See, I still the jury's still out for me on that one. Like, now, I understand in, like, ranked lobbies and, like, probably anything below Immortal, yeah, Astra's done. But... That's where I think that she's still much more viable. It's... I, I, I think that, like, in pro games, you might still see some Astra because, like, the suck just combos so well with so many things. Yeah. Um, and it, the global it, smokes. Still only yeah. the old global smoker. It is one of the like very few things in the game that are that is so or like that is really fucking good at clearing out ratty ass cubbies. There's not a lot that can do that, right? You've got a raise nade, a um the the breach aftershock, and the astra sock. Yeah. Like that's about it. And breach and raise are both very uh, what's the right word here? Like they're not universal on all maps, right? They're they're a bit more niche on which maps you use them on. Um, and so I feel like you might still see Astra for the sole purpose being that suck still works really fucking well, even if you don't get to use it as much, and he's still a capable smoker, just not as good. See, that's yeah. what I think too. I don't think for pro play she's. 100% donezo. I don't think for any play she's 100% donezo, but like that my my 
question was, do you guys agree with the fact that she's been over nerfed? And I think, I mean, I haven't seen an Astra in any games that I've played in the last few days, like post nerf. Um, I don't typically see a lot of Astros, but I do like, I feel like there are an okay amount of them. Like I would see them every few games. Like, do you think this will completely stop ranked players from playing Astra too? Um, I kind of feel like yes, but obviously we'll have to see how that pans out. To be honest, I have played two games since this patch came out. So yeah, I, I haven't, exactly, I haven't played a ton. I don't exactly have them. Wait, Hunter, aren't you supposed to be grinding to plant this act? Yes, yes. Are we going to transition to that already? Let's go. I, yeah. no, 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 sorry, that was that was kind of a non sequitur. I mean, hey, it's yeah, a bit of a sequitur. My, my... My, well, we'll I, get I won't that, get into but... I won't get into Yoru yet, but in terms of my grind with Yoru to Plat, I didn't expect them to uh, fix Yoru from being removed from the comp queue so quickly, and that gave me the excuse to grind the new uh, Risk of Rain DLC, Risk of Rain Two DLC, just to be clear. And I was a little shocked to see how quick they added him back in. So I have lost some some time. But uh, going back to what uh, Chase was saying in terms of what if we think that if we agree with Astra being nerfed into the ground. Uh, I share your opinions in terms of low elo, but she was not really picked that much anyway. Um, I think we'll have to see. I I feel like it's good to make a big stab and see what happens. Um, like my stinger, you know, everyone hated the stinger, so they made a huge nerf that was too much, and then they scaled it up. Uh, they scaled it back a little bit. Um, so we'll see if they do the same thing with Astro, or if this ends up still being a good balance. But what I do think is interesting is I feel like one of her abilities is hit harder than the others, which is that her Nova Pulse, her Concuss. I feel like you'll see hugely less Nova Pulses now that her stars, now that she has that one less star, considering that her Smokes and her Suck are so much more important than the Nova Pulse that I feel like that will be rarely used at most levels of play just because... You know, if you have a suck available, I guess if you don't have a suck yeah, available, it has I some think value. Kinda, even before, I think that was the big point of the Nova Pulse. Or, okay, well, maybe I mean, not the I think... point of it, but how it was used more frequently was like, ah, shit, I don't have a suck right now. Better can cuss them. Well, yeah, but I guess that still kind of plays into if you don't have a suck right now, that's because you already used it. And if you've used your suck already, there's a good chance that you've also used some amount of smokes. And at that yeah, point, you might I, be running I, out of stars. I, I, I do see what you're sword. saying. I do see what you're saying. That, yeah. Uh, that, yeah that so there might be a, a decrease in the use of the Nova Pulse. Yeah, so if anything, I could I could maybe see that one possible buff would be to you know, make the Nova Pulse cool down a lot shorter or something like that. I feel like that doesn't But even then, that doesn't do anything because you wouldn't have used it to begin with. It's not even on cooldown. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess guess the idea is that if you are in a situation, it could be, I guess my thinking was that if you're in a situation where you're, uh, one of the rare situations where your gravity well is on cooldown, but you have like two stars left that you can get off two Nova Pulses fairly quickly. But yeah, realistically, that probably wouldn't help. Either way, Nova Pulse is dead. I think Astra is not, but that remains to be seen. I'm thinking, like, I don't know. Like, okay, D- don't get me wrong. I didn't like playing against Astra, right? And I didn't love seeing Astra in pro games. I'd rather see, uh, like, more Omen and Brim. But if it ends up being that this nerf is too heavy-handed perhaps they keep the cooldowns where they are 
and just give her her fifth star back. Yeah, I, I mean, I could definitely I see that. I honestly feel being... like we have enough to discuss. With... Sorry, go ahead, Chase. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like I could see that being a possible um, fix in the future if they decide that yeah, it, it, it was too heavy-handed here. Right. Um, but I'm not really sure because I don't play Astro. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of Astros in our games. But I definitely agree that it was boring as fuck to watch the Astro meta in the pro scene. And I'm sure it yeah. felt the same if you're at much higher ELOs where Astro is a must-pick on every map. Um Yep. Like it's just it's just boring like to have no diversity in that entire role of controller when there are four controllers in the game that can do this in different ways but like I I would I do want to see more diversity in you know mixing up team comps and shit so well, speaking yeah. of diversity um the viper also hit hard. Yep. Uh I mean not as hard. Okay, so our transition isn't going to be smooth because we ran into some technical difficulties here. But uh, we were just about to kick off the debate on Viper. Um, I don't even know if it's much of a debate. We're just saying she got she got some nerfs. Uh, real quick, Hunter, I don't remember them all. Do you mind just giving a quick overview since you got the uh, the patch notes up there? Yep, and this this agent I'm much more familiar with since I play Viper on Breeze almost every time. So, first of all, her fuel drain is increased by 50% when Toxic Screen and Poison Cloud are both active. So, for context, this is less than it was when Viper came out, because your cooldown was doubled if both of them were active. So now, it's in between the no additional fuel usage that it was for a while, and what Viper's launch date. It was no additional fuel usage if both were active? Yep, yeah. yep. It's wow, okay, that's that pretty good. Is, yeah, okay, one of the things that I realized once this patch came out, um, like just reading through Reddit stuff, is there were actually Viper mains who didn't know that. That's funny. There were actually some Viper mains who were like, wait, what the fuck? You mean I could have had both of them up the entire time? <laughs> and it would have been the same duration? That's crazy. Yeah. I, I feel like those are Viper mains who are truly loyal, who actually played Viper before her rework and when she was kind of bad. Or, well, it's just kind of intuitive that if you have two things yeah. taking fuel, yeah. because kind it's called intuitive. fuel, right? It's yeah. intuitive that if you have two things up, it's going to drain faster. It's like, hey, I got 100 fuel. I need some of it for my wall. I need some of it for my orb. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Wait. I wouldn't think that it takes the same to power the orb as mm-hmm. the the wall and the orb. Yep. Yeah, that, that, that was I, that's wild. I, okay, I did know that was a thing though, despite having never played Viper. Um, I mean, then just just for the fucking like lore or <laughs> the, the way that it should work, intuitiveness. I, I guess. Yeah, the, yeah. In, the intuitiveness. I agree with this. Bu- or this nerf. Yeah. Um, yeah. No so that's our I can go through the next things, but I just want to make sure hey, we well, got time to discuss each one. Yeah, let's talk about this one for a sec. Um, go ahead. Okay, I the general consensus that I've read online, specifically on Reddit, from most Viper mains, is that fifty percent is is massive. Um, a bunch of people are saying that they thought or they felt that twenty five percent would be more reasonable. But that being said, uh, you got to take all of that with a grain of salt because these are people who play Viper. And obviously, it does kind of suck when your main gets gets hit with the old Nerf hammer. Um, yeah. 
So that's why Sova will never be nerfed. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, just because Riot doesn't want me upset. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Riot <laughs> listens to this podcast, and they yeah. have a clear favorite on this, and Chase, mm-hmm. and you know, they would never do anything to piss him off. Exactly. Yeah, I gotta say they haven't they haven't touched yet. <laughs> I guess we'll we'll probably get into that one later. <laughs> yeah, actually, in fact, they they tried to put in the stealth nerf of the the dash and the reequip animation, and then you caught yeah. on to it, Cass, and you were like, yeah, yeah. "That doesn't fix any problems, and it's just annoying." And they quickly reverted that shit. Right? No, I so, uh, yeah. I, I pulled my phone up. I called up um, Mr. Riot. Riot. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. gonna say Riot CEO has a name, right? Uh, he's in my phone is just riot oh uh mr Uh, valentine uh (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah i called him up and i'm like no 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 jet stays chamber stays fuck everybody else over that's fine and he's like i got you you're like actually chambers tp should be two milliseconds like two frame two frame tp no 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 the four frames is fine I should just have iframes during those four frames. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that sounds like it would be a perfectly uh, acceptable and not break the game in any way. Yeah, balanced. Fair and balanced. Okay, well, okay let, let's be real here. It <laughs> wouldn't be massive because I'm not supposed to fucking die when I teleport out anyway. I think it's just yeah, you are. a ping issue. It's probably a ping issue more often than not. It definitely does happen more when I'm just playing. Just because on. there is some ping, and four yeah. frames is so short of an amount of time that right. even on like 15 ping. It, it has happened to me on 15 ping before, but it's. Yeah, very that's what rare. I'm saying. Is that even yeah. on 15 ping, it can happen still. Right, right. But it happens to me way more often when I'm playing on like Chicago. I guess it'd be Illinois or Texas. Or Chicago. <laughs> Chicago <laughs> and Austin. Illinois? Service. Right, it is it is Illinois, but yeah, like, okay. So like, I'm so surprised you said Chicago instead of Illinois. Chicago is Illinois. Yeah, you Pretty don't much. you don't select Chicago from the list. I don't play on Baltimore servers. <laughs> Normally, I play on East servers. Okay. Are there? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Are are there other cities in Illinois? I'm sure there are some. <laughs> wait, but can you hey, name hey. any? <laughs> Anyone in the Discord who's from <laughs> Illinois? Hit us up with some <laughs> Illinois city names. We're in desperate need you, you, of some are, you, No, they probably have already left because I like I've already disrespected them so much. Have you disrespected Illinois before this podcast, or are you saying they left? No, the just last, right like, there by by left? in the last ten seconds they've left the Discord channel. I see. Um, I see. Okay, where were we? We're on Viper. Uh, okay, what's the next thing? Yeah, what's yeah, the, next the, thing? the fuel thing makes sense. Yeah, I think it's fine. Okay, so both our Toxic Screen and uh, Poison Cloud have their cooldown after deactivating to reactivate them, increased from 6 seconds to 8 seconds. And there are a couple of other little changes with the two, but I'm not going to get into all those. That's the main thing. It takes a little bit longer to reactivate them. They're also yellow, or at least the wall is yellow, so you can see when she can't. Oh, when it's down. Yeah, that's huge. You can yeah. see when she can't put it back up, even if she wanted to. That's my favorite part of all of this, yeah. is, like, it's um, been the most useful playing against Viper of when that's yellow. I'm like, oh, shit, she can't put it back up right now. Mm-hmm. And that's extremely helpful. The, yeah, I feel like it'd be really confusing nice if, like, a lot of pros or streamers, I played with the yellow uh, enemy highlights because I'd be, you know, 
<laughs> in some situations be like yellow oh wait not an enemy just the viper wall oh. that can't be activated but i i'm yeah. a i'm a normie i play with the default red highlight so yeah, i was gonna it, say it i wonder if me. i wonder if the the highlight for the yellow is just different if you're playing on the yellow enemy highlights it could just be a different shade or a different color or something yes it could um, I, have I, no don't idea. I don't i don't play on colorblind <laughs> settings so okay but i i think the increase from what would you say six to eight yeah yeah Okay, I think those extra two seconds is actually really nice for being able to, like, work your way onto site. And because the wall is yellow, it's like, okay, I can see that the wall is going to be down for the next eight seconds. We now have eight seconds to get ourselves through this choke point and burst onto site. Um, which is, when you when I feel like, or I always, I feel like when you're trying to get an exec out, the eight seconds is a lot better than six seconds. Like, even though it's only two seconds, which... Oh, that's huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Typically, two, second, not a, two seconds is not a big deal. But I feel like, you know, in in a game like this where a round timer is... What's the round timer start at? 140? Give or take? Yeah. That sound about reasonable? Yeah, like, yeah. I I think two seconds is actually, like, a, a pretty, you know, sizable nerf to that specific ability. Yeah, I think it's fine because it, it just adds more, yeah, like you said, more time to get onto site or more time to take advantage of, you know, that wall goes down. Now let's make an exec. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if they have both the wall and orb up because that combos of it's going to be less time that they have both the wall and the orb up. And so, I think the yeah. massive thing here is, and I'm going to get a little bit ahead of Hunter reading through this list here, is the duration of the Molly got shortened. So it's a lot harder for her to just have that Molly down in that choke point throughout the duration of when she can't put her wall up. Right, that also can combo into you each now other. Have, you now have a window in which even if she does tr- like choose to Molly that off, uh, unless she's going to use both Mollies on that, like, there will be a period of time when there is no Molly and no wall, or no art. Um, and, I, like, I I think that that's, that's huge. Yeah, there's even a, moving on to that, since Cass brought us there, is that the snakebite duration has been decreased from 6.5 seconds to 5.5. And what's really interesting about this that could be a bug, but probably isn't, is that the damage has not been rescaled accordingly. Which means that when we talk about Viper not denying entry to site, but in a post-plant meta, that means that if she doesn't have her poison orb on the spike as well, active, if you're at full health, one snakebite can no longer kill you. One snakebite now does like 132 damage if you're just sitting in a snakebite. So um, that is actually quite huge. Um, And I think that's the most significant uh, nerf for Viper overall. Yeah, the one stink bite, you can eat the entire thing if you're at full health, uh, as long as the poison cloud's not there, too. And if I'm not wrong, eight seconds is enough to diffuse. So I think seven seconds is the diffuse time. Yeah, so seven and a half is the time. Okay. So I'm saying if the the poison cloud is on recharge, you have the time to -hmm. eat that molly. That is, oh, that is true. I I didn't think about that. Yeah, unless she has the timing down of her mollies such that they overlap. That's the one thing you'd have to worry about. But if you knew, for example, that she had used one molly already in the round, then yeah, you could mm-hmm. totally do that. Well, but you you don't even have to necessarily do that. You, you're just waiting for the poison cloud to go down. As as long as, of course, you have the timing, like the right, time right. left in the round um, to do so. 
Yeah, okay. Does anybody know the answer? If Viper double snake bites, do I take? I guess it wouldn't be quite double damage because I'm already. You do, you do not take any additional damage. You take you, you any don't. additional if there are nope. two. Oh, really? There's no additional damage from two. I am pretty sure that there is none. Uh, do you take additional de- damage from Killjoy nanoswarms? I believe you if do. If, you're in yeah, if, the, if there are different if abilities, then yes. You yeah, if no. you're in the Venn diagram of Killjoy's mollies, I'm pretty sure you take extra damage. Oh, oh, okay. oh, I thought you meant Killjoy plus Viper. No, 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 no. We're talking about, like, there are two Killjoy mollies such that there is a Venn diagram kind of shape, and if I'm in the middle of that Venn diagram, you take I extra damage. I take no, damage. you do not. You do not. You don't? Um, yeah, I actually remember the last time I heard about this was back when I was a Killjoy main and Killjoy had just come out. And due to their system trying to mitigate that from happening, you actually took less damage if you were in two Killjoy mollies at once than if you were in just one. Now, I don't know if they patched that, but I believe the intended behavior is that you do not take additional damage from being in two different Killjoy mollies at once. That's really interesting. Yeah, and, and as such, that's informed my Killjoy play. Like, I never pop both Killjoy no- mollies, like, on a default plant location at the same time to do double damage, because I can't. Yeah, I'm, I was under the impression that, like, I, the specific scenario I'm thinking about is Highway on B Ascent. I think it might um, just be ground that you're covering, is that if you're running through it, you have to be in the molly for longer if there's two active. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying I feel like I've, di- I've like, been massively plunked down when I'm in that overlap area. Now, it is entirely possible I also got hit by an alarm bot, and that's yeah. why I'm seeing my health drop so fast. I, I just, off memory, I couldn't tell you exactly which it was, but I, I, I thought if you were in the Venn diagram, you took extra damage. Now, I don't believe it's supposed to work that way, okay. so it would be a surprise I, I, to me. I could be very wrong. Um, okay, so that's, that's interesting to, to know about Viper then, too, yeah. um, is that overall, you get less post-plant meta time for these mm-hmm. lineups. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's really a significant nerf. Yeah, I think that's Yum. huge because it used to be that Viper could knock off a massive amount of that diffusal time by herself with those two mollies. Like that was yeah. just a lot of time that you could not stand on that spike. Um, I think it's great that that got nerfed. Yeah, and even if you think about the situation that's not quite the extreme that we discussed of, okay, you're full health and you're going to stick the spike all the way. Now that the duration is down a second and the damage is down, like if you, you know, see the Viper Molly hit, you're not on the spike, you count like one second and you're supposed like 115 health, and then you go in, now you can get it to half and get off and challenge the Viper or wait out the other Molly and diffuse, assuming you have the time to do so. So like it opens a lot more... It opens up a lot more issues, I mean, sorry, a lot more options to deal with the post-plant meta, which is why I think our, our former guest, uh, Alex, will be extremely happy to see this change since he's been one of the most vocal opponents of the post-plant meta since it became a thing. So I think I think it's a good change. Now, the, the one thing that somebody has brought up uh, regarding Viper as a whole now is this does drastically limit Viper's potential as a solo controller. Which, that in and of itself, is not something that I agree with. I agree with. I I agree agree with with a lot of the nerfs. Um, I think that some of these nerfs were definitely needed, specifically the ones for her Molly. 
but I feel like Viper should be able to reliably function as a solo controller. And if this is the case where she can no longer function as a as a controller by herself, and I think the map that she typically does that on is Icebox, can't really think of any other map in which you run Viper by herself. Well, um, I will say, if I could interject real quick, Cass, yeah. very quickly, just to say that uh, this isn't so much true in pro play, but in ranked play, uh, solo Viper on Breeze is very common. Very, very common. Yeah. Uh yeah okay yeah almost I forgot every about time yeah, yeah no you're right I forgot about breeze um okay but either way like icebox and breeze uh being the maps that people do routinely play viper on I feel like she should be able to function as a solo controller and if the the nerfs to her fuel supply drastically limit her ability to do that to the point where people feel like they're forced to play double controller um. I would like to see that scaled back a bit. I'm going to yeah, come out I think it's the fuel supply specifically um, because that's specific, that's what affects her ability to keep up that controller utility, right? Her smoke mm-hmm. and her wall. So I think that most likely she's still going to be very good, especially in ranked play as a solo controller on those maps um, because you don't necessarily need to have both up at the same time. Especially with the wall, it covers so much distance that you, if you're playing a certain site, um, you can just have that wall cover a lot of your angles. Um, so I feel like she still has the value as a solo controller. It just does make her slightly worse at that. Um, yeah, because you just get less time in general if you're trying to block off, you know, three or four angles, um, depending on the site geometry with the wall and the smoke. Um, you you don't get as much time with that. Uh, an interesting thing that I actually um, heard the guys on Plat Chat talking about was uh, the debate of whether you should, with the Viper wall now, smoke off one or two angles. Because if your cooldown is going to be longer when it goes down, do you want to have the ability to pop the smoke on a different angle? Or, I guess, yeah. I, it it right. was like, you, you there's like a trade I don't fully totally tra- understand. There's a trade-off between smoking off, like, if you have the ability to, to wall off two angles, um, when that wall goes down, those two angles will both be um exposed. susceptible or exposed yeah um for the like longer amount of time now mm-hmm. um so there's an argument to be made that maybe you should only smoke off one angle in certain circumstances so that that's the only one that you have to worry about mm. could you potentially give me an example for that Well, one example that I can think of since I play Viper the most is that I uh, controversially, at least controversially with Cass, I like to play Viper on Breeze, and that's not the controversial part. The controversial part is I like to set up on A primarily, and typically what I'd always do is Viper Wall in... There's a variety of different angles you can take to mix it up, but basically Viper Wall to prevent... Uh, the attackers from getting from caves onto the default plant site and then also use my orb to block off mid. 
And the question is now, do I want to change the way I'm using my wall such that it blocks off both angles so that I don't have to have the additional smoke uh, depletion of using the orb as well? Would that be correct, Chase, in terms of what you're talking about? Yeah, that could be. And I I was kind of saying it the other way around. I was kind of saying it the other way around. However, that could be the point. Um, I just knew that there was kind of a... I've, I've like never played Viper, and so I have no idea how the utility kind of functions together. Um, but that could be it. I, I just know that there was some sort of debate on or like new feature of, of whether or not you had to smoke off one or two angles with the wall and the orb. Because I... Now, Hunter, correct yes, me Mr. if Cass. I'm wrong here, but does your orb not block off caves by itself? Is your orb not wide enough to do that? Because I thought it was. Well, yes, it is. However, the orb is much easier to have like the entire team push through. Because if they flash you off and then push through the orb, then they can easily all get through that because it's that one choke point. Whereas if you know you put the wall down, especially at our elo, realistically you're not going to have the entire team you know, push through the wall all at once. And if they do, that's a lot more angles for them to clear all at once coming through the wall. So, like, the wall is much stronger to prevent the the cave's push than the orb, particularly since you can put it in different locations and play in different locations to kind of bait them into certain positions. So, yes, uh, you, you can use the orb, but I don't like to. Okay, I've never been on the other side of the coin here, the side being playing Viper, but I am much more willing to push through Viper's wall than I am to push through her smoke. Well, because it's a wall versus a smoke. Yeah. Like well, yeah but I, there's, I it's just a much not. smaller area that you could be coming out of. So if someone's watching a smoke from the other side, yeah, right, they have yeah. an area where you're going to be pushing from. Whereas if they're watching a wall, there's the entire part of your screen that you possibly could be pushing from um, and like peeking through the that wall. The other thing so. is, I'm saying, I can be right behind the wall and be like, Okay, time to W key forward. And I take like two steps. And now I'm through the wall. And I take yeah, but now you have that 20%. 30 decay. And 20? 30. It's 30. It's 30. 30. Okay. It was 50 Fine. and now it's 30. Sure. 30. Uh, and right? yeah, that but was not affected by the through, most recent patch. If I'm going through the orb, I'm on one side of the orb and I'm like, okay, let's go. And then I'm in the orb and I'm taking decay damage. Not very much, curtain. though. Probably like five or less. But significantly more than the wall. I, I agree I'm with what Gaz is saying. Well, I understand, I understand what you're saying. In, yeah, I understand what you're saying in, in terms of the concept of, yeah, you're going to take more decay pushing through the orb. But the thing with the wall is that I, I like to put it such that I very often, unless the other team is expecting this and they're, you know, countering me with it, I very often like to play so that I can, so that my gun is pointing parallel to the wall such that you push through the wall you immediately have to deal with someone who is playing perpendicular to the wall who could shoot you right as you go through but then i shoot you from parallel to the wall so like there's there's the whole there's the whole dynamic of you know you could be at the very end of the wall but now i have a phantom and i head i head dink you and kill you because you know you already have the 30 decay damage so like the wall opens up a lot more angles that you have to immediately clear and offers me a lot more positions to be sneaky when it comes to the viper. So there's an argument to be made both ways. Obviously, right. if you're obviously if you're going to do the orb plus viper mollies to just delay a push, then that really only can be done with the orb. 
So if that's your primary goal, then that's the best tool for the job. But um, I personally, other... I find that that's not that useful unless you have a really coordinated team who does a good job of seeking info. Like if you have, you know, if you have a Sova who's playing with you, if, if I have a Sova who's playing with me on a site and they detect the entire enemy team there, uh, like right outside my orb, and then I just delay them and then they have to rotate, that's great. But realistically, even though I play with Chase, who's a Sova, we don't really have like team positions where, oh yeah, let's set this up so this works out. Yeah. So you just don't really get that value out of it. I guess the other thing is um, that I was kind of thinking of is I know, well, okay. I know specifically for KO, uh, if you're standing in the middle of a smoke and you right click to like underhand throw your flash, it perfectly pop flashes out of the smoke. And I know Phoenix can kind of do something similar. Um, Obviously with Sky, you can control the distance of how far your smoke goes. Or sorry, not your smoke, your uh, flash goes. So from no matter what distance you're on, you can flash through a sky. But even then, I feel like there's a massive advantage to being, or to holding inside the smoke, flashing out of it, and then bursting out. Whereas you can't do that with Viper's poison orb. Like, you can't be chilling inside the orb. No, because you're going to be at 1 HP. Because you're going to be at 1 HP. So I feel like... No, I don't know. Like like, it just, again, it I, takes away an option, right? Like, yeah. With other smokes, I guess, you always have to be thinking about, oh, they could be playing inside of it. So if I'm going to push my own smoke or push their smoke, like there might be a player in there. Um, I guess it's really pushing my own smoke that it matters, or that it's different for Viper. Um because you don't take damage from your own team's Viper Orb. but Unlike you used to, which was uh, yeah. terrible <laughs> back in the day. I remember yeah, so those days. I'm a veteran. Someone could technically play in, inside of it, or just, yeah, could play inside of it on, on the team that put it there. Um, but yeah, that's just, just, it takes away another option of where uh, someone on the opposing team could be. Well, anybody got any dying remarks to say about Viper, or? Yeah, yeah, I do. I didn't want to interject from the conversation, but I disagree with what you said, Cass. I thought you were going to say that you disagreed with the people on the Reddit, but I was wrong. You said that there's this sentiment on Reddit that this, um, you know, this takes away from the ability of Viper to be a solo controller. And I disagree with that because the fact of the matter is that the idea of a controller, someone who controls the map in terms of the sight lines and in terms of the areas that people are punished for pushing. I think Viper is still the king. And obviously, given her wall and orb, there are some maps that she's going to be better on than others, and some maps that she's never going to be a solo solo controller and never was. Um, But I think all of these nerfs are, you know, ways to make sure she's not dominant and to shift the balance of power towards picking other agents so that it's not a stagnant meta. But the fact of the matter is that her wall covers so much ground and with the 30 decay is so punishing to push through that I think this nerf is perfectly fine. And yeah, it is going to suck for me when I'm playing on Breeze to have to worry about, oh, my using my orb as well causes more fuel drain. But I I personally don't think that this uh, nerf will ruin her ability to be a solo controller. It just opens up more possibilities. Now there's more of an option to play a different controller instead without feeling like you're throwing. 
Okay, I, I think the big thing here, which uh, it's actually really good that you brought this up because I kind of forgot about this. But um, now, somebody on Reddit did the math. I don't remember what the numbers are, but it's a lot harder for Viper on a, on attack to smoke off a site and then have your team execute because of how little time you get now. Um, you're, when your wall and your orb are up, because you have so much less time, it, it makes your exec need to happen that much faster. And I, I, I think that's the big problem now with Viper as your lone controller. Well, the thing is, Viper's orb is not super useful on attack taking site. Because, I mean, yeah. I guess you can have a lineup for the orb, which puts it somewhere that you want. Uh, it, but at our elo or something, that's not something that's very common. So usually you're using your wall to get onto site, in which case nothing's been changed um, about the duration. And then if you were to throw your orb down after that, uh, then yes, it would go down quicker. But I still think that you could exec onto site. Um, that does change a bit if you have lineups and you can throw that orb before you exec to the angle that you want. Um, I just don't often see that. But, I mean, yeah, definitely, like, if it gets up to the higher elos or, or pro or whatever, then, then they're probably going to have that kind of shit where, you know, they, they want to smoke off, um, you know, caves or whatever when pushing on. They can, they can do that from, from spawn. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to throw out a hard agree there that even and take it a step further, even at the pro level, it's so strong to have your viper orb on the spike so that anyone trying to defuse takes that additional decay damage and is killed that much quicker by the molly because you still absolutely can be killed by the molly plus the orb even despite the molly nerf that very often even if you do have a lineup for your orb, it was more useful even before this nerf, to save your orb for post-plant. So, yeah, if you are a Viper who heavily relies on you having a, a orb lineup, then yeah, this is going to suck a bit for attack, but I don't feel like you're like... I don't feel like it's going to kill the character. Okay, somebody record this, because I'm about to it's praise That's quite Tony. literally what we're doing. Okay, I'm about to yeah. praise Tony, <laughs> and I don't know if I've ever done this before. Wow, that's big. Tony has orb lineups. He does? Really? And he throws them for our exec on site. He plays Viper? And when? Then, uh, I want to say Sometimes. mostly on Icebox. Okay, okay. Um, okay, but then he... After we have taken site, he goes and collects his orb. And then deposits it, deposits it on the spike. I mean, doing that just exposes you point blank to the angle that you were just covering, though. Yeah, but now you have sight. Yeah, but you don't know what's beyond that smoke. Yeah, you ideally so don't taking, throw a smoke to push through it. Yeah, you taking that down and exposing yourself while you pick that up is just exposing yourself to that angle. I okay entirely. Now, I I think I don't know, but I think specifically the one that I'm thinking about is on um on a site of icebox that backside area behind nest. Right, you can you can have a lineup to get your orb back there to block off whatever's behind server and that nest area. I mean, do you even need a lineup? You can kind of just throw it straight. Well, you kind of need to know how far it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Like, I don't know if I call that a lineup. That's a typical lineup, you know, right there. Yeah. Point it's, being, it's open. <laughs> okay. At any rate, 
if your team takes sight, and your smoke may not need to be up the entire time. Maybe your maybe your orb is just up when you're like initially pushing through, and then you can drop your orb, and then your team can contest whatever that angle is because now you've cleared out. Let's call it eighty percent of sight, and I'm pulling numbers out of my ass, so the numbers don't really matter. Uh, it's whose line is it anyway at this point? Um, and then now you've cleared sight. Now you can take your orb back safely, and then you can deposit it on Spike. See, I so, understand how that can be very situationally useful, and you know, having that to block off an angle coming onto sight, it can be very useful. I I agree, but if you're saying that you can do both, then I don't think that a lot of the rounds that that's going to be viable because yes, I think that eventually once you, you know, maybe coming onto site, you get a couple of picks, you get two picks, there's three players left. You know that they were on a, and you're blo currently blocking off a, a sight line. That's not where they're coming from. You can go and retrieve that. Right. Yeah, like okay. maybe, maybe one of the picks you got was someone pushing through that. And so it was useful initially, right? Uh -huh. Because they took that damage. They had to push through a smoke and now you know that the rest of the players are not behind that smoke. So you can go retrieve that, put that on the spike, and, and play yeah, for the post I mean, plan. Now, I, I, I haven't seen this in my games because Tony chooses to not play Viper on Bind, but like a classic one is just throwing your orb to block off U-Haul. You throw your orb to block off U-Haul, right? Your, not a your team now, You don't need a lineup. That's, the, 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 that, that's not part of this, okay. right? <laughs> but like you throw your orb to block off U-Haul, you collect, like, now your team has sight, you swoop peek your orb, or someone flashes through your orb, and then your team takes U-Haul, and now you can go and collect your orb, because it's not blocking off a, a relevant angle anymore, and deposit it on the spike. I think yeah, I completely agree with that, yeah. yeah. So since, I think that so since is now we're talking about that just became a hell of a lot less powerful. Okay, so since that we're talking about Viper and the specific, uh, you know, abilities of her and how they've been changed, I do feel the need to emphasize that swoop peeking is no longer a thing not because of this patch but because of a couple months ago where they removed it from the game so swoop peeking is dead in case anyone who uh doesn't know what we're talking about that for a while after the viper buff and actually all the way back to the launch date of viper if you disabled your smoke it would disable client side faster than it would disable server side. Like it would disable immediately client side, meaning that your smoke would go down on your screen before that had registered on the server and you would see who was on the other side of the smoke. So you could shoot them faster than they even saw you. That is, that was removed a while ago, much prior to this patch. So just to be clear, when Cass says you could swoop peek it, no, you could not. <laughs> that has okay. not been a thing for a long time. Fine. Just want to emphasize that. Um, non sequitur, Chase. Next time you're at New District, get a, get one of these Andina Blueberry Lemon Sours. They're fucking incredible. You see, um, I was just thinking that, you know, we, we change drinks so often during the middle of a podcast. We need to have, like, an, an intermission yeah. where we come back and then talk about what beer we're now drinking. It's a bummer because I usually drink the same thing the whole time. So I'd uh, just be like, well, it's this again. And you guys be like, no, oh, Chase, I got you, this cool other new thing. You, yeah. you need to go get one of these. These things are fucking delicious. Um, I mean, I'm okay. currently drinking a pear and ginger sour. That is oh, a saw very that one interesting that taste. One, yeah. That one looked really good, too. Uh, okay, cool. Um, you know, we, we are somewhat on the clock here. So, uh, wait, cool. wait. fuck Viper. Um, no, hold up, hold up. I, I was waiting to say one thing, Cass. No, 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 I was, fuck I was Viper. My fuck Viper. 
No, no, no. I refuse. <laughs> I promise I'll give you the Geico sponsorship money if I can make Is one it because she took quick. her mask off? <laughs> I still think Viper is hella cute with the mask off. I'm, I, I will die on that hill. Unlike Cass who, and Alex, who both think she looks disgusting. But, you know, I don't know why. Anyway, um, yeah, so... Cast, what I want to point out about both of those scenarios we discussed, the Viper Orb on Icebox and the Viper Orb on U-Haul on Bind. In both cases there, the exec onto site, at least as far as you need as as far as you need the Viper Orb, is actually incredibly quick. The distance to get from smoke up on icebox or bind to you've passed your orb, you know that it's no longer useful, is incredibly quick. We're talking like 10 seconds in some cases. So the, I believe you now only get eight seconds to exec if you have both up. If you have both wall and orb, I believe you only have eight seconds. Well, yeah, okay. So Don't you have that, that... that. Don't quote me on that. I could be very wrong. That's just what I'm reading off of memory. Okay. Well, either way, if you're mostly on the site by the time your wall goes down, either way, my point is that in those cases, which are the cases where you'd want to retrieve them, I don't think it's that significant of a nerf. And in cases where you're smoking off an angle that you're not pushing past. It's not a nerf at all because you were never intending to retrieve that orb or you at least mostly aren't unless it's a situationally useful. So long story short, I don't think that's it's that bad of a nerf. I think it's a it's a significant nerf, but I don't think it ruins Viper. No, I, I don't think Viper's dead the same way I think Astra is potentially dead. I don't even think Astra's as dead as we might be making it out to be. But OK, cool. Omen. Um, I just play Omen. I have more hours than both Hunter and Alex on Omen, so I am the resident Omen main, apparently, of this podcast. Um, no, 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 definitely me. It's Chase, 100%. Do you, yeah, single, yeah. do you have a single game on Omen? Out of curiosity? No. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> the resident Omen main. I couldn't figure um, out how to fucking use his smokes. Okay, Omen actually got a pretty sizable buff here. I think Arguably the most important is his smoke travel time. Yeah, that was the and biggest nerf when they when they nerfed it. bumped is huge because yeah. now if you now emphasis on not me here because I'm not playing Omen anymore. Um, fuck playing smokes. If somebody who's playing Omen tries to is on the wrong site and gets the call, ah fuck, they're all a. He can throw his smoke and his smoke might actually get there in time now. Whereas before that just wasn't a fucking thing. Um, yeah. I think that's fucking huge. Number two, 10 second reduction on his smoke cooldown, fucking massive. Like, I, the the last time I played Omen. I don't think uh, I realized it, that. That's huge. Yeah, it, that was when I was forced to play smokes because our team comp sucked dicks. Um, and it was Ascent, and I know a bunch of Omen lineups for Ascent, like, namely for one way, so I was like, yeah, fuck it, whatever, I'll play Omen here. Um, I mean, I doubt it. Times, but, I, I mean, I, at least I doubt that I was in that game. Okay. That, uh, you may we, or may we, not You played it on Fracture, because I don't play Smokes on Fracture. Oh, never mind, it was Fracture. You're right. Yeah. Um, okay, at any rate, the number of times I was on site, and like, we were trying to, like, maintain control of the spike when we planted it, and I called out to our team, Smokes up in 10, or, like, smokes up in 12. Like, I, I remember saying that so many times throughout that game. And now, I'm just going to have my smoke up then. Oh, baby. That's fucking huge. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, like, Must that, be that nice was, to have recharging smokes. 
that was just the main thing that I that I remember just like when we're trying to hold on to spike plant and my smokes weren't up for another 10 seconds. That's just now not a thing. My smokes will be up. Yeah, I mean, the travel time is massive because that was one of the biggest things that I know you complained about when they came out with the um, one of the nerfs for Omen was that they like significantly reduce. Not, I guess, yeah, the speed of his smokes. Yeah. Um, I was going to say reduce travel time, but that's not right. It's increased travel time. Yeah. Um, so now that it's, it's been buffed and it's significantly faster even than it was uh, pre-nerf. I don't know if it's faster than it was. It is absolutely, okay. yeah. It is significantly faster than it was pre-nerf, um, and they're fucking speedy. Like I've had some omens on my team in the last couple of days. I've had some omens on the other team, and fuck, they can put out a smoke just you know like that. It it's very nice. Um, I guess it's not nice if you're playing against it, but uh, I think that it it definitely helps omen. Um. That, that's probably the biggest thing, because as a controller, your smokes are some of your most important utility. It's kind of the character-defining utility. So being able to actually use them in a significant manner makes Omen a much better character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, um, so the other thing is now, if you watch Valorant and you also go on YouTube every once in a while, I guarantee you, you have seen a bunch of clips of Omen TPs now, catching people by surprise. It was technically only a 30% buff, but they're fast as fuck now. Um, I feel like you can actually use Omen's TP aggressively now. Um, you can paranoia an angle, and when you're paranoid, you don't hear shit. So you're not going to hear that TP go through. Or even if you do hear it, the, the speed at which you can TP up somewhere is, or across an angle, is pretty fucking fast. Um, like, that 30% buff feels huge. And I have, I have not played a game on, game on Omen since the buff, but I have fucked around in the range with him. And it, it feels so much better now, try to TP. Definitely. I mean, and now you can place the TP more places too instead of the you know can't go there can't go there right yeah. um voice line or whatever that omen says yeah i mean that that, that was a, a buff to a there. lot of yeah <laughs> um well, this is a buff to a lot of different characters i mean something you you also complain about a lot is you yeah. know not being able I, to place your uh your chamber utility places mm -hmm. and so i think generally what they said is that they made it easier to place shit yeah i haven't um the the big one that I want to to try this out on uh, with Chamber is on Fracture because there's a bunch of moss on the ground on Fracture and anywhere where there used to be moss I wasn't able to place my TP um, and so I hope that is now not a thing. Uh, yeah, just to be clear, when Cass says he hopes that it's not a thing, this last patch said that uh, in the general section. That it that it improved the system to use to place abilities at targeted ground locations, which affects Omen, Viper, Chamber, Killjoy, Yoru, and Sage. So hopefully that will be useful for what Cass is yeah. talking about. I I yeah. haven't tested it out yet. I probably should at some point. Just 
go to a custom game on Fracture, run around and test that out. Um, but back to back to Omen here. I think it, the combination of the Astra nerfs plus Omen buffs, I think we might finally get to see some Omen in pro play now. Yeah. I think he provides the potential to be a consistent smoke character and have an aggressive playstyle, um, which was just really hard to do on Astra. Um, now, obviously, because Omen has recharging spokes, and now that they recharge faster than they did before, um, you might want to have to pick and choose your battles more carefully than, say, a Brim would, after Brim just drops all his smokes, and then at that point, it's like, fuck it, I'm a duelist, I'm gonna go in. Um, but I I think there's a potential to actually see some Omen in some some pro matches here. In fact, I'm going to go so far as to say okay. that Nitro will immediately rejoin 100 Thieves after seeing these Omen buffs <laughs> in action. He's going to be like, hey, I was the best Omen in the game. I was heartbroken when he was nerfed. And, well, not nerfed, but nerfed relatively. And now I'm back to 100 Thieves. Hunter, put your money where your mouth is. 100 bucks. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> My my mouth is is spitting lies right now. I'll admit it right now, Cass. Uh, but I would love um, it if it happened. So yes, I think that he has a much better place combined with the Astro nerfs as well. But the fact that his ult was not touched kind of pisses me off. To yeah. be frank, because one of people's okay, yeah. largest complaints with Omen is that he has the worst ult in the game. It's fucking useless in a lot of in most scenarios, right? As like as an information gathering tool, it's good, but like fuck for an ult. Like you know, Sova's get Sova gets one of those every 25 seconds. The to fact that they did nothing to his ult is insane because I still don't think that in pro play, there's a huge like ult economy battle. And just having four useful ults instead of five, especially when Astra has a very good ult that is very utilized in pro play, um, taking an omen does not make a lot of sense. Okay. Uh, I would like to say, now these are my stats, um, but looking at Tracker GG here, out of characters that I have played over a hundred matches on, I average more alt kills in a match as Omen than I do over both Jet and Chamber. Both of which are characters who get literal fucking free weapons for their alt. What are uh, track alt kills? Yeah, that's what I, I was going to say. What what's exactly an alt how... kill for? I would assume Omen. it's kills after ITP. Yeah, but like, could it be 30 seconds after? Because that's entirely different. That was not your no. ult kill. I mean, it depends. If I reposition myself across the map to somewhere I couldn't be otherwise. Yeah, but I that's not the same. Be that's not the same as a Jet Knives or uh, or the Chamber ult. Because you're, one, most likely popping those on Eco, where the rest of your team has shit weapons. Yeah. And two, their immediate damage. Like, those are the things doing damage, not 
you playing around the ability, right? And I feel like I there's multiple alts where, like, I, I feel like it's similar to saying you got a kill from a KJ ult because you were able to take space, and then after it ended, 10 seconds later, you knew that they would have to then re-push you, and so that counts as an ult kill. Yeah, okay, you know? so admittedly, I don't play any of those characters. Literally, the only characters I have on this list are Omen, Jet, Chamber, Reyna, and Phoenix, and I think it's fairly easy to determine what is an alt kill as Jet, Chamber, Reyna, and Phoenix. Yeah, um, and I would say, Omen like... Omen is the only character that does not have that easily distinguishable this was a kill because of your alt. Yeah, um, I mean, and... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, Sova, Brit... Brim, Breach, they all have I, I very would... distinguishable ways yeah. that that you uh, had a kill in your ult. And, I mean, the thing that, like, the example I brought up about Killjoy is, like, yes, if someone gets detained and then you kill them, that's an ult kill. But if someone's not detained and they just had to back off site, does that count as an ult kill after that? I don't, I don't what know. What if they were forced to push into you because of your ult? What if they couldn't get back to safety because... Say uh, like a classic one is you alt by switch. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, right? I know what you're talking about for sure, and yeah. I think that that should that might count as an alt kill because you know they're trying to push the alt or like mm -hmm. they have no other option. Yeah, that that makes sense, but I don't know if there's a way for tracker to. Um, yeah, sure. There, like, there might there honestly might be for the reason that um, in Valorant, if you're using Omen and you use his paranoia after the round, in, in addition to telling you how many people you got, you hit with the paranoia, it also tells you the number of enemies displaced, meaning people who were initially in the path of your paranoia, but then moved because of it. So they have the technology in place to account for people moving because of Killjoy ult, but I don't know if they actually do. Do you see that after your Killjoy ult? Do you see enemies detained, enemies displaced? I don't think I do. It's possible it's something they track on the back end and don't show you. You see that with a lot of that. breach utility too. Uh the stun and the aftershock. Um both have uh enemies displaced yeah, as displaced. a as a possible thing the next round to see. Yeah, I think the tricky thing with Killjoy is that it's hard to account for the possibility since the Killjoy ult covers so much ground. It's hard to account for the possibility of someone who was moving out of the Killjoy ult range anyway, right when you popped it, and just continued to move out of it. So, whereas if someone's in the range of an Omen Paranoia and they move, it's probably because they saw the Omen Paranoia coming. So, like, right. my guess is that they don't show you that because it's not that useful. Mm -hmm. But maybe they're still collecting the data and Tracker could show it. I don't okay. know. Okay, anyway, Yoru. I just wanted... Yeah. Similar Yoru. to Omen. It's a transport. You can't Wait. kill people in the ult. The, I'm, I'm not saying we're we're transitioning to Yoru yet. Oh, I'm just oh, saying, oh, oh, okay. I was very. I thought, I thought that's exactly what you were doing. Yeah, I thought you I were, thought were transitioning you were doing. to Yoru. <laughs> no, I was just saying that it's another ult where possibly it might be hard to distinguish what was an ult kill. Actually, that's a good point. I did. Yeah, I have played one true. game on Tracker uh, as Yoru, um, yep. and I did get two alt kills. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't either. Um, did I pop out of my ult and shorty one person? Yes. What was I the second? I don't know how I got. Yeah. I don't know how I got the other one. Um, might have been the same thing. Who knows? Uh, okay, cool. At any rate, um, I think Omen's a lot better. 
Anybody else got any closing statements on Omen? I mean, I was just saying he's a lot better, but I, I feel like he still might not be used in pro play. I don't I know. I feel like he will be pick. used in pro play. I feel like he could absolutely be a comfort pick over Astra. Um, comfort pick, but I just don't see the 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 fact that the ult wasn't touched is just huge to me. I feel like that's not a huge deal. It's as, it's a terrible ult. It's it's yeah, terrible. Sure, and like, we all agree on that. It's not a good ult. I'm not saying it's a good ult, but like, well. I, I will say, I don't, because we have more topics to discuss, I'm not sure if it's worth really going into this one, but I just want to say that your st- your statement that the Astra ult is really good, I disagree with. I think the Astra ult is one of the worst ults in the game. Not as bad as the Omen ult, but I think that a, a lot of times it allows the team that you're ulting against to rally behind the Astra wall without the team that put down the Astra wall knowing you're there. I I, I see in pro play and ranked play, Astro walls very often benefiting the team that did not pop the Astro wall. So I agree with you that I would have liked to see Omen's alt change, but I don't think that Astro's wall is as good as you indicated there, Chase. I, I mean, maybe it's just because you always have an Astro on a pro team in the current meta yeah. that you see yeah. it used a lot. But I, I see the Astro wall used to great effect is by the best teams. There are, there are a lot... There are teams that, you know, don't I, use it as effectively, but I the best like teams in the world use it extremely effectively. I, I Okay, so if we're talking about Astrowall here, I feel like it's something that, like, it's pretty much reserved to, a, we want a fast sight take, and we're just going to block off a fuck ton of angles and, like, screw you, you're not, you're not even going to be able to spam through this. Or, and post-plant is huge, too. Or, yeah, I was going to say, or for, uh, like, a retake actually instead of post plant. Um I think the retake one is massive because it actively forces the other team to do something about it because you don't know if they're sticking spike. Yeah. I think that's the big one is you you either need to have a team that can actively deny a defuse via utility or someone's got to check that with their body. And if they're going to put their body through the wall to check that, they could very readily just get spammed down uh, by people on the other side of the wall. Um, So I think that Astra's wall is actually really huge for forcing the team who is trying to hold their post plant uh, specifically from offsite to, you know, actively do something about it. Um, But to not hold us up too much with that debate, we actually do have a Brim main in chat here. And Let's go. Brim, Brim got some stuff. I would say a secondary Brim main. Wouldn't you consider your main to be Sova, Chase? Or no? Am I wrong? On I that? think he's a Brim main at this point with a with a pocket Sova. Yeah, I mean, I what was the... It was like 4-3. It was like 4-3-1. Oh, is it 3-3? Three, three? Th- well, there is are seven three, maps. 3-3-1. Three, three, I don't do math in my head. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I I would consider myself more of a brim main just because. Oh God, I don't know. I feel like I find myself filling smokes. But then at the same time, in any of the maps, if I'm playing ranked games, like and somebody First locks smoke. a smoke, then I will probably play Sova. So I can I consider myself a dual main between those two, with a pocket I mean, I, breach. Yeah, technically. I I have never not impressed when Chase plays Breach on Split. I'll tell you oh, that well, right thank now. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Um, my my RR is not impressed. 
Um, <laughs> What's your win rate on split? Right now, it's low. I, I will say, I have, like, I have Chase's last last act. Listen up, listen up. I have Chase's uh, tracker stats pulled up right now. And besides the KO, which Chase has played only 10 matches of on his main, um, he has played Breach on 156 matches, and he has, play- and he has won 53.5% of them, which is by far the highest win rate of any of his agents besides KO, which he's only played a co- like 10 times. So I will say my argument is statistically backed. So what you're saying is that I should play more KO. <laughs> if, you, if you believe that 10-game uh, sample size is enough to go off of, then yeah. Yeah, my, my KO on Ascent goes off, dude. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't played KO on Ascent in a fucking long time. Okay, but the main po- topic of the conversation was, yes, I play a lot of Brim. So Brim got a couple of, uh, well, yeah, I guess a couple of buffs. Um, technically, one that we really want to talk about, or two, two that Is we it really literally two about. buffs that he got. No, he got three technically. Oh, okay. Um, the third technical one is that his smokes are now slightly taller to match other controller smokes. You're actually that, wrong, that Chase. There work. are four buffs. There are four buffs to Brim. Oh, is there? There's a fourth. Okay, let me let me think. No, okay. Tell me what the fourth is. Well, I don't know what well, your thoughts are. The three. I'm just okay, well, there's no, no, no. There, there's ahead, the main two, which which are stimmy and uh and deployment. Your smokes come out at fucking lightning speed. Yeah, stimmy and deployment okay. are the main two. The one that you're not thinking about. Well, there are two. Is that the smoke deploy radius is now increased? You can deploy smokes from mm, further okay, away. Okay, yes. And the yeah, smoke height. Yeah, and the yeah, smoke yeah, height yeah. is increased to match. Okay, we talked about. I, the smoke I, li- I literally just said said the smoke height was increased to match yeah. other controllers. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I forgot about the deployment radius. That's actually, it, it's nice. Uh, yeah, I've no. I've mostly noticed it on ascent haven. I can still smoke off the same damn shit. It's, it yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I'm curious because I don't play any brim. And Tony and I were were talking about this last night. How much of a difference does that smoke deployment rate actually make? Because I feel like for ascent, a I see types, it a lot. It, ascent, it's a ten percent more buff readily. Is it's a ten yeah, percent buff. I, it, I can... it is a ten percent buff. But how much does that ten percent buff help? Because I know for bind, when I ask Chase to smoke off, say heaven, he's like. Right from the get go, he's like, "No can do. I got to push my way up before I yeah. can smoke off heaven." I still have to run forward from spawn to smoke heaven on right. on bind a site. Um, so bind it doesn't help me too much, and haven it doesn't help me too much. Um, haven the sites are kind of close anyway, but I like a site. I have to push up. Um, C site I can smoke the same shit. B site, I don't really know. Different site from the one that you're holding now, though. I can even in bind. I mean, I can. So the really nice thing, I could always like put that one way back when the one way existed on um, bind a short. Yeah. Um, I could always have placed that from hookah, Mm -hmm. but now like it's easier. Okay. Um. Even though that one way doesn't exist, I can still smoke off the, like short, even without the one way, right? Um, so I that's that's still, that's just easier. I don't have to position myself quite as precisely, um, which is really nice. 
Uh, and I'm sure there's some things like that on Haven. I think I've only played one match on Haven since the uh, the update, so I I haven't been able to explore it too much. Um, the one where I've played a couple of matches on Ascent, and so that's the one that I'm really um, excited about, is that now I can, when I'm playing defense, smoke off B and A simultaneously. If you're playing mid? Not only if I'm playing mid, um, but if I'm, if I'm playing A tree then smoke i can off a main and b garage i can smoke off b garage now from tree hey. which is huge wait but i play tree <laughs> okay <laughs> in the couple of ga- games i've been playing i've been playing tree because i can do that now right well also right? i haven't played since the update came out really so you have not been in games with me <laughs> no no so mid I, I i like to play mid as brim because always i could i could smoke off either site Mm-hmm. which is just, you know, useful. Yeah. Um, but now from, if I'm holding A or if I'm holding tree, then I can still get that smoke into garage, which mm-hmm. is the, the be- biggest example of where that radius has, has helped. But okay. More than the radius. That's, that's a smaller well, buff in my before opinion. You, before you continue. Yeah. If any of you listeners ever happen to go up against either the salad sauce or saucy on ascent, I don't actually play tree. <laughs> yeah yeah peak it every round right yeah peak, peak that <laughs> shit like no one's holding it you're you're yep. good yeah zero percent chance there's an off there like don't don't peak that or sorry i mean do peak that and don't waste utility on it like don't don't bother throwing a flash or smoking it off like that's just a waste okay cool chase you were saying yeah, yeah. okay so more so than the, than the range at which i can deploy the smokes the speed at which the smokes come out were cut in half. So it was a two-second deployment time. Now it's a one-second deployment time. And goddamn, is it nice. If I want a smoke to be somewhere, it's fucking there. Which I think really helps Brim with the way that he kind of fits into this controller differentiation. Right? If we're talking about controllers having their own style, is Brim is very much a drop your utility. He has nothing that recharges. So get your utility out there and then fucking go in. I, you I actually following... do that though, Chase. That's the question. Yeah. I, no. I, okay. I, want to say, <laughs> I think following this patch, but I now I do two more words that cool, describe cool. Brim are bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> right. Drop your shit. You fucking get on there. Right. It's like smoke, smoke, smoke. Boom. Stim beacon down fucking explode <laughs> well okay so that's what i was gonna say is that his kit works together for that kind of play style a lot better now because yeah not only does his do his smokes deploy so much faster so if i you know i i'm supposed to just click and it goes and that's exactly what it does and so much faster like you know a lot of times playing brim i would as soon as the barriers drop smoke an angle but somebody could peak that angle specifically cast is usually going to peak before then, and then before my smoke deploys get killed. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. I get a lot of kills before your smoke deploys, too. Yeah, it happens a lot, though. Like, if if you're going to hold an angle specifically, I won't smoke it. Yeah. So, because you're but going I, to take that duel there, yeah. and I, I want you to be able to take that duel. But there are a lot of times when, you know, you or my teammates, I'll be smoking an angle to protect them, but they peak it before the I smoke deploys. 
Um, and then therefore they get killed because that's not where they're directly taking a fight. And now that just is going to happen so much faster. Like they're, they're not going to be able to peak that angle um, or there'll be significantly less time where they're um, exposed by taking that angle immediately because my smokes deploy so much faster. As someone who does not play Brim, I think the actual big thing regarding his smokes deployment time is angles you can now smoke off right off spawn barrier that before the enemy team could have just W keyed through because it took two seconds. I think that that's actually pretty massive um, is just where you can now place your smokes. And I'm going to go ahead and say barring a neon, there's just no way the team could have been through that area yet. Yeah, I, I, I think you can. And even if you do have a neon, more... the neon pushes through, and then their team, your team, can't support her. Yeah. So like, well, yeah. I, I mean, I, the question I, I is just... then: is are you able to peek it to take advantage of that before? Right, right. I'm now. I'm. I'm not saying that that is something that you now will be able to do. It was just more along the lines of like, you can drop a smoke more aggressively now when you're playing defense as Brim, that an enemy could not have gotten to. And if they choose to push through that, they just need to be, or like, if they, all right, sorry, let me rephrase here. If they chose not to be mega aggro on that angle, right from spawn barrier drop, now they have to waste utility to clear that. Right, yeah. Um, That's just more space that you can take. Yeah, exactly. It's just more space that you can take if the other team chooses to not be stupidly aggro on it. Um, I, I, I think that that, as like a stealth buff kind of to how his smokes work because obviously it's you know it's quite literally how his smokes have been changed so it's not yeah, super I don't stealth. Think there's anything stealth about that buddy yeah i don't yeah. know if it's like super stealth but i i think that is kind of like um you know perhaps a not super considered feature and again i don't play brim so i don't know how many areas on maps there are that you can do that but i think the the rapid deploy time uh gives you the potential to smoke off things more aggressively. Yeah, and I'll say as someone who plays Brim a decent bit, uh, Chase has played Brim for 222 matches, and I have played Brim for <laughs> only 13 on my main, but a, a bunch more on my alts, um, that one of the things I like to do is to smoke, and while my smoke is dropping, take the duel and then back off, because I know that I'll have the smoke there to, to help prevent the trade. And having that timing be a lot more favorable to me is very nice. Okay, so if we're talking about the main buff to Brim here, it's the use of the Stim Beacon. All right, so the Stim Beacon now yep. gives you a 10%, 10%? 15, 15, 15%, 15% 15. movement boost. Um, yep. Which not only lasts while you're in the Stim Beacon, but it lasts as long as the Stim Beacon was active, which is Wait, very what? nice. Yes. So did you know that like before when when you get affected by a stim beacon it has yeah. a like decay time on it kind of thing yeah. so that it it lasts after you exit the stim beacon yeah, like that radius. I knew that I knew the movement buff also works like that I that I'm also aware of the question is is that decay time the stim beacon active time no yeah no. okay okay no, but you can use it by dropping a stim beacon at your feet and then pushing past it. Yes, yes, to yes. Get, okay, to gain that, more ground. Okay. That I was aware of. I thought by the wording of your statement that it meant that if I touched your stim beacon at any point, I had the speed buff until your stim beacon disappeared. 
Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Okay. It's significantly it. shorter than yes, yes. the okay. length of the cool, Stimbeacon. Cool. So we're on the same page here. You perhaps I just misunderstood the way you worded it. Yes. Um, yes, but it, cool. it's the fact that the movement buff you don't have to be inside of the yeah, Stimbeacon yeah, yeah. to take advantage of the movement buff. Um, you have to touch it, and you can move slightly outside of that. Um, which the largest use that I found for it right now is jiggle peaking angles. Oh, dude, so it's massive for jiggle peaking angles. It's kind of absolutely disgusting. huge. And just peaking in general, right? You can fucking no, Ferrari peak people. Exactly. Well, somebody said this on Reddit. It is no longer a Ferrari peak. It is a Formula One peak. <laughs> if someone great. wide swings you with a fucking brim stimmy. You realize that, that Ferrari's Formula is in one Formula One, right? Yeah, yeah. But like a Ferrari, when I say Ferrari peak, I'm talking about a fucking Ferrari California. I mean, see, I think of the Ferrari Formula One car, but, you know. Yeah, but that's because you watch too much F1. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, no, no, we're talking about fucking street legal Ferraris. We're not talking about Formula One Ferraris. Yeah, okay, it's it's fucking fast, and, you know, it's not it's not as fast as Neon is, but you can have your gun out, which Neon is get, nice. um, Does Neon get double machetes? I do not know, but I, do I. think... I think they might stack. Huh. They might. I've not. I've not tested okay. it out. I've honestly I have no idea. But I'm. I'm just wondering whether I need to be aware if Neon can be in my spawn three seconds after the fucking barriers drop <laughs> or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, or Reyna if Reyna's ulted. Well, Reyna. Okay, no, I'm, I'm done. Reyna doesn't, Reyna doesn't get a movement. Get a movement yeah, yeah. Mind. Uh, I'm the editor, so I'm going to delete this part. Not actually. Yeah. But, you know, I could. Um, but the main thing that I'm really excited about, about the Brim, uh, stim buff is the fact that in addition to the movement speed, as a result of me considering the stim beacon more closely, because it's now, you know, somewhat good, I've actually done the math, the very basic math and realized that if I stim myself with the stinger in hand as Brim, then I'm getting the 15% buff which then buffs the stinger to its pre-nerf levels of fire rate just about, allowing me to have my classic stinger back, which is it's beautiful, in addition oh, to the I'm, additional movement What I'm speed. thinking about is now when Hunter deploys the stim beacon yeah. and uses a stinger, he's going to have no ammo left in his clip and get shot in the head about 15% faster. <laughs> what I'm thinking but about can also... is calculation. What I'm thinking about is the fact that I'll be doing that so quickly that you will be you you will still be alive since you like to lurk or you know just chill and spawn while we're pushing sight. So you'll never know that that actually happens, <laughs> and thus <laughs> you won't be able to roast me for it. So that's pretty See, solid. Somebody on Plat Chat called this Stim Beacon buff a stealth stinger buff. Yeah. Now what they meant to say was hell Spectre. yeah. <laughs> what they meant then, to say was a they, Honda C buff. Well, and they then corrected they themselves. But then, I mean, technically they said it at some point. Um, okay, but the yes, they were is... talking about just, you know, moving accuracy and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, run and gun meta. So, okay, I, I heard this same segment because while at work, I, I had that podcast running at some point. How much attention I paid to it is very variable. The real question here is, how does movement accuracy actually work? You are it is a it is a flat movement accuracy. So the faster you're going does not decrease okay. your accuracy. 
So that yes, it is a stealth specter nerf or buff. Stinger nerf. It's I mean buff. Stinger. Buff. It's not. It is. Yes, it is a stinger nerf. Your stinger ammo is and... gone. Fifteen percent faster. You pull the trigger. You have no ammo left in your clip. The other person is standing, staring at you, dick in hand, gonna fucking bust a load on your face and then knife you. Because you're stuck for like two fucking hours reloading your goddamn. Is all about if you're DPS, like me, you don't idiot. realize you have a secondary. So it is all about DPS to the body. And in that yeah, regard, I mean, it, it does it does work. Yeah, I mean, and I I do think that it is a stinger slash specter buff. Um, yeah. ju- just to be able to have while, the movement yeah. speed. Guns um, while moving are now better while moving. Okay, but jiggle peeking, my favorite thing to do. Now is that it, you know? I can drop this stim beacon so that the radius is not visible. The enemy to the enemy, yet still get the um the Stupid like buff. jiggle peak buff because I can jiggle peek in and out of the stim beacon, okay. right? For Sorry. as long as I want. I'm gonna have to call you out here. Yeah. Uh-oh. Do you know how to counter strafe in the first place? Yes. Cast, just to be clear, counter strafing is uh not actually not, not something a, you can do in Valorant. Not a thing in Valorant. So, I'm gonna so call I'm gonna you out here. It, 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 it still <laughs> applies. Like are you capable no. of firing the bullets accurately during that jiggle? Counter strafing is specific to CSGO versus Valorant because counter strafing is about countering your momentum in Counter Strike. Whereas in Valorant you have no momentum. The minute you press the other key, you immediately stop. So there is no counter-strafing in Valorant. No. Okay. So I'm calling yeah. you out, Cass. Okay. No, but there is an accuracy window. But there is an accuracy window, right? Like, sure. there, there's a period of time in which you go between A and D, in which if you hit mouse one, bullet goes pew. Whereas if you don't hit that, bullet goes, I don't know, it goes elsewhere. Um, if you need I, me I to open the range and stream to you to prove <laughs> that I can do this. Okay. Now, let's say for a second you can, and I'm taking your word for it. Okay. Doesn't this fuck up your timing? Well, no, because I'm a main, so I, I learn the timing. Yeah, okay. Do you know the timing? I mean, I've used it effectively multiple <laughs> okay. times, so... Do I know the timing by heart? No, but can I fucking intuitively figure it out? Sure. Like, it's not that yeah, hard. The other thing is, I'm always dead before you are. So, yeah. Or sorry. Yeah, no, I did say that right. Yep. And so I do see you doing this a decent amount of time. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll get back to you next week on whether or not I think Trace is uh, making good effect of this. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm saying that I still don't use the stim beacon a lot. I I mean, I just, it's, it's still not incredible, in my opinion, but it makes me use it and consider it, which is much better than the previous stim beacon. I like yeah, if, if on... not for the Yoru buff, which, which we have yet to get to, I would say that you could see how I use the stim beacon, because I used to use it a bunch as Brim and play Brim a lot. However, with the Yoru buff, I will not be playing probably any Brim before our next podcast, so you won't get that data. I was going to say that um, Oliver actually used it in the game that I played with him on Bind. And it was great. He would drop it, right, when we're going up um, Bind B-Long. 
and I'm at Garden in like a fucking second. It was incredible. Like yeah, I think I, the Stim Beacon now is at a point where I am not salty if a Brim Stim Beacons me. It, I mean, depending on the time. So I think it's extremely useful not only for the jiggling, but I really like to off spawn barrier, just drop one in front of everybody. You know, if you're doing like if you're on like oh, a yeah. an eco or something and you're and you're five man pushing something, you know, just to throw bodies at it. Yep. You drop that stim beacon and you're just past the angle. Yeah, dude. That, Your entire that team falling onto site on eco now is gonna be about fifteen percent more viable. Yeah. By my calculation. If I had if I had to pick a number out of my ass. Yeah. yeah. Um it's like ah shit, we got we got classic. How are we gonna get in? The brim on your team is like, I got you. Whoop! Stim beacon out. Throws the machine out, <laughs> and now you're just on the site. Yeah. Yep. If it stacks with neon, I, I could see that being a stealth buff for neon, in tandem with brim. Like neon yep. already throws off your timings, and I notice it when I'm playing games now, it, it's just like a gnawing feeling in the back of my head when the Neon's alive on the other team. And now I, I typically do play Chamber, so I've got a trap up on flank. But like, assuming we're in a weird scenario, right? Like it's like a, a either a 1v1 or like a 2v2 and we're far into the round to the point where like map control is just not available because things have been going on for so long. If the neon is alive, there's always a gnawing feeling in the back of my head that, like, I'm going to get shot in the back right now. Because the neon could just be somewhere where I don't expect them to be. Because how fast they move. And I feel like if there's also a brim alive on their team, that's also going to be a thing. Yeah, you're going to have to consider that when you're yeah, thinking about your like, timings I, or where they could peek yeah, you from. It's just, it's just going to throw off timings. And I feel like that's something that, like, isn't typically talked about. And obviously it got a lot of talk when Neon first came out, but because he's not super popular, it hasn't been like a huge debate. Um, I, I I just feel like this is another thing that's going to throw off your your sense of timing in the game. Yeah, I mean, I love I love yep. the changes to Brim. Um, I still think that the uh, idea that Cass had as like a utility barrier or shield trophy system called that trophy system yeah the trophy system i i like that idea a lot better because i feel like that's better but also mm -hmm. that's absolutely biased so um yeah we'll see how how brim plays out in his current state um but but i'm, I'm liking him and I, I like that i actually have you know three pieces of utility now instead of 2.15 no. I 2.25 more like I think a really good thing about this is um right before the podcast started uh Chase and I were in a discord call with um with uh Boof one of the other guys we play with and we had a discussion on what was the worst piece of utility in the game and he was arguing for Phoenix Wall and I struggled to come up with 
a definitive worse utility than that. Neon, now, uh, neon wall is obviously worse. Okay, quote we, me, quote me, bitch. I mean, yeah, I did bring up neon wall. I did bring up neon wall. Good, good. Hunter and I was I not have, in this call, just to be clear. Yeah, okay. Hunter and I have agreed to disagree on the neon wall topic. <laughs> but I was trying yep. to make the argument that Phoenix's wall wasn't, you know, that bad. And that it wasn't the worst piece of utility in the game. But now that Yoru Footsteps, Brim Stim Beacon, and Omen TP have gotten buffed, I was kind of at a loss for what's the worst piece of utility in the game. I feel like that's ideal, and that's a, right? That, that's good. Yeah, that's a good that's thing a good to be at a thing. loss for. Yeah, You don't want to have good. a worst piece of utility in the game. You want to have things be good in their own right. Yeah. I mean, I think if you have a worst piece of utility in the game on a character who's a really fucking good, then like maybe that'd be okay. But Phoenix is obviously not really fucking good. Yeah. And neither is Brim, Yoru, or Omen. So... Whoa, whoa, you're talking Yoru pre-buff, right? Nope. No, I am not. Ooh, baby. That sounds sounds like a segue to me. Yeah, it sounds like a segue. Segue to me. I was going to say, we're going to skip over (laughs) the Yoru changes because we discussed that, I think, about two weeks ago. Um, So let's go to Icebox. Uh, So Icebox is a map. Okay, 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 stop. (laughs) What what I was going to suggest is we are coming up on you know on two hours or so, and I want to I really want to hear Hunter's uh, opinion of Yoru so far. So I I think that I know Hunter you have, you've said that you have not um, been incredibly active in the game of Valorant recently. This is true. but you have tried out Yoru a bunch. So I want to hear some of your general opinions. What what are your first impressions? And then maybe we can do a deeper dive in the next episode once you've had enough be. hours in the game to understand how his new kit works. Yeah. I mean, my my impressions are as follows. Yoru is good now. I uh, My favorite Valorant caster of all time is Mimi, a.k.a. Evil Cat right. or uh, Evil Cat. What's up, Cass? You, you, sorry, you, you, or maybe this was on my end, but I thought your mic cut out for a sec. Did you just say your favorite Valorant caster of all time was you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He, okay. he said Mimi. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I heard yeah, my me. favorite Valorant caster of all time is me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am I am known for my legendary Valorant casts. Hey, you no, know, no, we no. keep this podcast going long enough. We'll get the recognition. We'll end up on those streams, so. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. As sorry, long as I, I can swear. have beer in hand. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so Mimi, aka Avilcat, um, not me, but Mimi, uh, I unfollowed her on Twitter when she said that the Yoru buffs would not change Yoru's status in the meta. I think that Yoru <laughs> is, <laughs> I think that Yoru is <laughs> Sorry, well, me make a Twitter account really quick to go follow her and like that and then delete my Twitter account. <laughs> yeah. Um, she is correct. She is not correct. Yoru is now incredible, and it will only take like one brave team in the pro scene to your to utilize Yoru to incredible effect for an entire meta shift. Right, Similarly to how Astra was used by NA teams, specifically V1 in Iceland, to trigger a worldwide meta shift towards oh, Astra. The same thing will happen with Yoru. I am calling it right now. Cass, what do you have to say? Um. 
I earlier on this podcast asked you to put your money where your mouth is. Would you now like to put your money where your mouth is? What did you well, want me to the put my money where your mouth is? Bet. I forget. I, yeah. I honestly forget what you said earlier in this podcast. We should, and we can we can discuss this off podcast, and then next podcast come to uh, a conclusion. Or well, we can discuss this off podcast, come to a conclusion, and then next podcast inform people what this conclusion is. But I think we should make a bet on Yoru's competitive viability in the future. And I think we actually have a decent time frame for this because no pro teams are going to be playing Yoru for minimum the next three weeks. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll I, figure I, it I'd out. Be, I'd be hard-pressed to disagree with you because everyone's getting used to the Yoru utility. So I think we should make a bet in the future. I don't think we should make a bet about even you know the playoffs of this current challengers because you know it's oh, very I new. think we should make a bet on the playoffs of this current challengers because that's when the Yoru buff is going to be live. No, see I think that that Hunter had a different point there which is he's saying that it only takes one team in challengers to do that until people then realize that it's viable. I think yeah, or not even in challengers it could be in fucking right. EU challengers it could yeah. be in Ladam right? right it could right. be in like anywhere where somebody is able to put that into their team comp where then yeah. you're saying in the future it might be more viable so it's not going to be this next tournament it's probably going to be you know challengers 2 yeah cast cast here's the bet here's the bet listen cast cast shut up shut up shut up hard. listen are you willing to bet that no team across the regions is going to employ Yoru to great success. Because if so, I'll take you on that bet for a $200. I'll, I'll double your bet. Any region, no guy. team is willing to your, utilize it. I, I literally to don't have the $200. No, no, okay, here, here's this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the mediator. I'm going to be the mediator. We're talking one gun skin. One gun skin. Okay, one we're ta- gun skin. We're talking skin. Like, like current pack gun skin. Okay, wait, wait. What if we, what if we talked about alcohol for this week's podcast or for that week's podcast no no we're talking we're talking guns this a is gun a- we're this talking is a-, a gun skin i don't really in want the game gun skin though it doesn't have to be this gun <laughs> I, skin but it's, i like it's, a, my it's, a it's 25 bucks it's 25 bucks us this is a credit yeah to okay cool to which whichever okay, so gun skin you want next in, in whatever pack comes out mm-hmm the loser of this bet buys the winner that skin. Cass, let me be very yeah. clear about what the bet I'm offering. Okay. I'm offering that a team in the grand finals of the playoffs of challengers, region-wide, all of the regions, uses Yoru to great effect in one of their maps in the uh, finals of the challengers playoffs. That's okay. what I'm offering. 25 bucks on the I line. I will take your bet, Hunter. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, now, we're on. Now, hold on. Right, we're that's on. It. There, there is a qualifier on Great Effect, to which I believe we're going to need to leave up to Chase on this one. But, yeah, I'm taking your bet on that. What's the qualifier? Oh, to Great Effect? Great Effect. Oh, there, okay. there is, it's there I can mediate, and, and when, can when mediate. this happens, I will break it down and decide who the winner of the bet is. Okay, 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 Cass. Let me yeah. let me qualify to make this a little bit less difficult for Chase. I'll say that there was a Yoru who was in the top three on the scoreboard of one of the finals maps in one of the regions. 
I see. I'm. I. I, I think that it has to have to do with the way that they played Yoru. I am not I'm just a. They don't okay, only okay. have to pop off that game, but they have to use Yoru's utility and new kit to pop off. Yeah, because so I you're saying like they could be top three but not pop off. I'm well, saying no, they I'm could be. Very they could be top three and, and not and done their exact same do- job on Jet, Rays, or Reina. Because they're not going to play Phoenix. Um, it can't just be their aim, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it has to be the fact that they're using Yoru that helped them get into that position, and I can be the qualifier on that. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like this feels a little unfair at this point. Like if CNED plays Yoru and just hits a lot of op shots, and you're like, "Oh, well, he didn't use Yoru's utility." Like, yeah, because if he well, that, that, that doesn't game. count. That doesn't yeah. count. Yeah. Why the fuck would that count as him popping off on Yoru? If, yeah, if, because Yoru is much worse of an opera as Jet. So if he manages to make the, make it work on Yoru, well, if he's able to do that, that and then get away using your Yoru's utility, then yeah. I would agree. Or, then that that's using his utility for success. Okay, I can sell trust Chase, despite the fact that Chase is much closer with Cass than me. But you know, well, I'm the thing is, I, 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 I might commit be much to it closer anyway. to Cass th- than you, but. I do more agree with your position here that I believe somebody might do this. So okay, I, okay, cool. So I feel like that should I'm balance out that. The, the scales. Cool. Do you not cast? Okay, cool. Worried? Um, intermission, so I can piss. I mean, intermission. I feel like we're we're nearing the end here. But I, I, I can. Do you really need to piss? I'd like to piss. <laughs> can we you, can you wait about five minutes? About five minutes. I mean, sure, but like, isn't Icebox going to take a bit longer than five minutes? Yeah, we're not talking about that shit yet. Oh well, well then what are we talking about? We're we're, 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 we're Dude, going. We haven't even talked about. The we Yoru haven't even discussed Clash Hunter. Yeah, we fucking discussed Yoru like two fucking weeks ago in full well, detail. I, I said I wanted to hear Hunter's uh, uh, like initial opinions on on the Yoru. All right, Hunter, fire away. Yeah, uh, I, I will note that me as the editor can confirm this, but I've been very silent this podcast because I've been saving up to talk about Yoru. I've been letting Cass and Chase take the center stage. And yes, this is me as editor confirming that I was quite unusually silent for much of this podcast. So the single biggest thing about Yoru that we did not talk about in the previous podcast, because we mentioned it, well, okay, we did talk about it, but we talked about it extremely briefly, is the fact that his TP now has two charges, which requ- which refreshes one charge every two kills. And that, to me, is absolutely massive. Because before, where when you TP'd into an A location, you were committed for the full 40 seconds to recharge your TP. Now, you can TP right out of there. So the ability to fake a execute onto a site where you flash TP, you get a kill... And then you set your TP orb to get out of there. You decoy to fake further presence into the site along with a flash. And then you're like, nope, I'm going to the other site. That is absolutely massive when it comes to your ability to perform complex, deceptive site executes as Yoru. So that's the biggest thing we didn't discuss in the previous updates. Everything else is pretty similar to the previous updates, which I already said would be significant. So... I am overjoyed with the Yoru buffs, and I just need to start grinding aim labs, grinding comp games, and seeing what it takes to get me to plat. That's my summary right there. I mean, I think that's a great summary. Uh, I've seen, obviously, a lot of Yoru in my games in the last few days. Um, since he's the agent that got the most rework, 
they're they're the only agent that they're actually calling it a rework. So yeah, um, there's been a lot of your like you know people trying it out, and specifically today, Hunter, I saw you use the fake teleport to uh, decent success, which is yeah. something that I was skeptical about. Um, just about how, you know, you know, big braining people and, you know, your requires a lot of, you know, overthinking, um, or outthinking your opponents and using your, your utility to do that. So I was, I was a little bit skeptical of how that would work in game. And in the moment of, are people going to be, especially at our ELO too dumb to bite, you know, yeah. Like, are are they just going to, they're going to hear you fake TP, but like not really register it and still peek your angle. And then you're like, oh, I'm safe. They probably bought my fake TP and then peek it and die. Um, obviously that's hard to differentiate from, you know, just a hard read, but um, I did see you use it and people bought the fake TP or, you know, it gave them that second of hesitation. And yep. that's really the thing of you, you would use it and then peek the angle and it's just that that half second of wait, did they go anywhere? And then they're dead. Yeah, and I'll add to that, Chase. That one thing you said on the 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 podcast where we discussed the Yuru buffs is you were unclear whether there would, st- and I was unclear as well, whether there would still be the option to place a stationary decoy that you could activate later. And sure enough, there is that option. So That's huge, that yeah. yeah, that has a lot of flexibility when it comes to you know. It's not always your decoy going in first to a site. It could be you first and then your decoy. That adds a lot of speculation to the enemy team when it comes to which one is the real Yoru. Yeah. And I mean, another clarification, because you brought that up, uh, we were unclear about the uh, the extra debuff that seemed to be worded in the, uh, mm-hmm. in the patch notes. Yep. Um, but it, that is not a thing. So it, the flash is the debuff. Yep. So I mean that that is what what the rational minded of us uh, may have thought, but you know I I was you know reading into it and the wording did seem to suggest that there was a bit more than than the flash. Hey, yep. Uh, did you guys know if as Yoru you place your TP down somewhere, it's like oh I'm going to TP out and then I'm going to push into sight and you get two kills, your TP disappears. I did not know that. That is. That I didn't is know that out. either. Um, so what? Basically, Azuru don't pop off. Well, if you well, get if two you, kills and it's the site you're not pushing, you're still doing a <laughs> a fuck ton of utility. Like, holy shit! Like, there, I don't think that that's going to be a huge uh, issue. Yeah, in a lot and of with scenarios. the speed buff of the TP orb, you could just TP out of there pretty quick. Also, don't know, does his TP expire now? Because it's now not based on time. It's based off kills. The TP does still, still expire. does expire. Yeah. I, I can confirm okay. that from playing Yoru. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, I feel like if there's an orb, a TP orb out, you getting two kills should not give you a charge back because your orb is still out, if that makes sense. Um, I, I agree, yeah. I would agree with that because you still have that utility available to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that would be a maybe it stays at one nerf. You know, it it just stays at one kill. You know, counted toward that two kills. Mm. I, I, that would be. Well, I don't know if that would be a buffer nerf either, to be honest. But as a Yoru main, I can say that 
I kind of get why they took the approach they did because if I look down at my screen and I see I have two charges of the Yoru ult, then that kind of implies to me that I can send out my TP orb twice. Yeah. So that kind of implies to me that I don't have a place I can TP to. So like if 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 I press my TP expecting I can send out a TP because I have two TP charges, and then it turns out I TP back to whatever location I t- place my TP in. Then, like, if I'm not looking at the minimap or the maxi map, depending on the, you know, the situation, then that could actually kind of screw me over. So right. I'll have I'm to play more to determine if it yeah. needs to be changed in some way. It, it, it's well, I think it just shouldn't, it shouldn't even go up to your, like, it's not like you would have both charges in your in your bar at the bottom and a charge out. It would be, you wouldn't have that second charge even if you got the second kill um, because your your teleport is still out there. Um, oh, maybe, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you yeah. know how there's like those two little kill markers next to yeah. your charge to see when it like recharges after two kills? It would just stick at one, even if you got two, three, four kills, if you still have a teleporter out. That makes sense. That's, that's what I was was thinking would make a lot of sense, but I'm not sure. There There must be a reason why they did that and something I'm currently not thinking about or you know just well, no i i actually think that was potentially an oversight because yoru is the only agent in which whose ability recharges by kills and you can have a long lasting out there e ability um yeah because like brim he has three charges and he gets one for free every round but like yeah. there's no recharge yeah. right and like, but like the the idea with um the idea with yoru is like while your ability's out there you can actively hit E to do something that is not casting your ability, right? Right. Like if we take Phoenix, for example, Phoenix could throw his molly, push in, get two kills, and then even if his first molly is still active, it wouldn't be a problem to give him his molly back because he can throw his molly again, and that's fine. But on characters like, uh, like Chamber, where my E does two different things, if I have to teleport, Anger's active, my E teleports me from one to the other. If I don't, my E places down an anchor. Whereas the thing with Yoru is, his E both teleports him out and places his orb. Right. So there's this issue in, and again, Chambers um, is done through time, not by kills. And so it, it's just a an interaction that has not yet existed in the game that they need to address now because this is a character whose E does two different things based on the current scenario, but also recharges via kills. Yeah, right. I think that's really interesting. Now, Hunter, I'm I'm really excited to see where your progression goes with, you. with this. I'm I'm stoked that now now that Yoru is back in after his slight slight delay post launch. Very um, slight. Yeah, with the uh with the what animation cancel. Which I did see some videos of the animation cancel is still possible, but it's random. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and it's a slightly oh, oh, did did they hotfix that? They didn't hotfix like they well, they like literally took Yoru out of the game. Yeah, for that'd a be while. a hotfix. There aren't separate patch notes for it. I think that counts as a hotfix. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on what 
I, I, I guess the big thing is, I, but yes, they they I hot fixed thought... it so that so that it was not currently animation yeah. cancelable, but it still kind of is. It's just, I think, random. Okay, um, can yeah. unless they've hot fixed that since. And he plant in altar or was that also no. taken out? Oh, okay. that was taken out for sure. Yeah, okay. Um, that that one was fixed. It was really just the animation cancel of pulling your gun out after the ult, um, mm-hmm. by flashing immediately. Like immediately before the ult ends. Yeah. Is is icebox out of the rotation or? Because there's a spot on icebox. Ice that box if you walk is... into, you just die. Icebox is in the ro- rotation, and I have not heard of that, but. I would assume that if that was a known issue, it would have also been fixed while he was disabled from the queue. No, no, it's not Yoru. It's like any character. If you walk into a certain spot on Icebox, you die. Interesting. I'm I'm not sure. I haven't played Icebox since the uh, the patch came out. I I was queued for a couple of times, and it's been dodged, uh, which I thought was really interesting because I want to play it, the new Icebox. Yep. But um, I think people don't want to play the new maps in comp. I mean, that make that makes sense a little bit. It's but... always been a common theme, right? Anytime a new map comes out, it gets dodged in comp. Yeah, I mean, but like they're they're making B site better. Yeah, but like you don't know the angles as well. Yeah, of course. Right. Um, you want to learn it a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. So any, anyway, I I think that it'll be interesting when we when Hunter gets a little bit more time in the game. I agree. And, uh, we we yep. can discuss his current progress um, when we come back next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, any any final remarks on on what we got here, Hunter? I'll say that I feel like everything about the Yoru buffs was said in a previous episode. So let's let the uh, let's let the action follow the words. Let's see what I can do with this Yoru. Absolutely. Um, I think Yoru is going to yeah. Uh, yeah that's, like... that's apt final remarks from Cass. Yeah. Yep. Very on brand. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh well, we will see you next week and we will drink with you later. <laughs>